Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. My name is Dylan and I'm joined by Victim. Today, Sarge will not be on this episode. In today's episode, we will talk about how immensely disappointed we are that election fraud in America is just as simple as... <laughs> and I really hope nobody does it to me. Well... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have these problems in Canada, I bet. That's see, that's shitty. They should curb that instantly if they can, because that's not going to help um, at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Speaking of knowing somebody's full name and address and list of their fears, Facebook they released their new Oculus, which I'm sure you know about the Oculus Rift. It was like yeah. one of the the first VR headset that was super serious for gaming. It was a big thing. The guy that started it got canceled for some nonsense. I don't even really remember what it was about. And then John Carmack, the guy that made Doom, the the tech guy, not the visionary guy. That was that was John Romero. But John Carmack, he he's currently, I think, in charge or is like an important dude over in Oculus Land. And Facebook bought an Oculus. Everyone was really sad about it, but Facebook promised, don't worry. It's a Facebook product, but we're not gonna make you log into Facebook. Well, with this new version, you have to log into Facebook. They lied. And the only good thing that it does is it doesn't require a computer. This $300 American headset is the whole experience. You don't need a wire coming out of your helmet into your computer or a wireless solution. You don't need anything. You can fucking set it up in your hotel room and, you, you know, play some sure? Beat Saber. Yeah, that's that's the that is the gimmick. See, when I was I was reading into it just the other night, just like a quick thing. Cause um my little brother's been fucking bothering bothering us like he, I think it's been like three years now consecutively he wants VR. Issue is, uh, my computer's the only one that can run it, and my computer's not in a good spot for it. So we've constantly been like, nah, dude, it's not not worth it. He wants to get PSVR. I'm like, dude, PS5 is coming. They're not going to develop anything for that anymore, probably for a while. You should just just skip it. Wait for it to like be something a little more mainstream. And he's like, well, what about this one? You don't need a computer for it. I'm like, as I was reading through the specs. It said it has its own built-in processor, but it didn't say anything about it having like graphical properties as if you still needed to connect it to your computer. And it even said that it came with a connector cable with it, which would insinuate that it still needs to be connected. Even though it did say on like its promotional material that it didn't. So I'm kind of confused there. I was always, that, that, that made me a little, I guess, yeah, just confused. I don't know. Okay, so... I didn't want to sound like I was talking trash or not trash, like talking out of my ass. So I just look, I just muted myself and looked it up. So the Oculus Quest, uh, it does not require a PC to set up, which doesn't really answer my question. My question I typed into the web browser was, hey, do I, does it run on PC? But the answer was yes, you could use it as a substitute for like an HTC vibe, but it doesn't come with a cable long enough because it's not supposed to do that, which kind of validates what I thought it does that I just said. Oh, okay. And all you need to do to set it up is like an app on your phone. Also, they make a, a more entry-level version of it that is $140 American called the Oculus Go. That's even smaller. So that might be little brother territory. That might be a good way to get VR into his life without having to build him a computer in a dedicated space. That might just be, oh, keep your room clean and then you can play Beat Saber. But the problem with the Oculus Quest, and I guess by proxy, the Oculus Go... If you're not using it as a headset substitute for a proper PC solution, you won't have any mods. Oh. And that's half the fun of Beat Saber is having custom songs in there. Like, oh, yeah, sure. I can go buy DLC for the Green Day albums. Woo. I'd rather play Awaken from the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure soundtrack. That song's way more fucking fun. And 
makes me sweat, but it's amazing. Yeah, that's like that's like firing up Guitar Hero and wanting to play like I mean, fuck, I don't know, Green Day. <laughs> like if you like Green Day, exactly. Sure. But if you're wanting to play the game for fun and for challenge and for anything other than listening to Green Day, you don't want to play Green Day. <laughs> and Beat Saber is no different, I would assume. Beat Saber has a wide variety of songs. Most of them are uh, of the electronic variety. But the modding for Beat Saber is very sophisticated. If you set it up, it's like a couple clicks. And basically, it puts buttons into your menu in the game where with the VR headset on, and your joysticks, you can go and basically browse a menu of free, downloadable, copywritten music that has been tracked by people. And there are so many anime openings that last time I brought it up, actually, it was about some show I had never heard of called like something, something Vinland. And then you, you were talking about how that's based on your hometown yeah, yeah, yeah. or your home province. Yeah, like the 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 opening music to the what's it called? The OP music opening. Yeah, yeah, was on Beat Saber and it was like super hard. God, that song is it's made by a band that I first found and it really well, it's not that old, but it's like I think it's called Let It Die. I think I've mentioned it before, probably not even ever, never on the podcast. It was an old game that was like really games as a service, tried to get you to like dump money, had like dailies and shit. But realistically, it was just Dark Souls, a Dark Souls roguelike. And it was so fucking fun. And it had like like a hundred different bands make a song called Let It Die. That you can just cycle through on the jukebox. And um, I think they're called Survive Said the Prophet is the name of the band or something like that. And that that's the dudes who made the opening to Vinland. I'm such a fucking nerd. Don't worry about me. It's cool. The only... I don't really keep track of the people who make the music for anime openings, to be quite honest. I do enjoy hearing them when I come across them. To be honest, the only anime music that I can remember the name to, like, aside from, obviously, Awaken My Masters from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh is probably like all the songs that were made by the pillows for FLCL. Oh, yeah, that show was pretty mm. great. I wish it was longer, but then if it was longer, I'd probably hate it. So it's it's what it is. I mean, didn't season two already come out for FLCL? They did have a season two. I don't know if they should have had a season two, and I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't heard and anything. Nobody talks about it. I've literally heard zero, not a single thing, which might be a good thing. Might be a might be a very average middling thing. Uh, hopefully, it's not bad. <laughs> it might be a bad thing. I mean, it, the original was showered with praise. I couldn't go a day without my friends being like, "Oh my god, did you watch that last night? That was ridiculous." And I'm like, yeah. "Watch what?" I mean, you still can't talk about anime nowadays, and you know, without it coming up in conversation, it, it's still gonna happen. Right. That reminds me. So I meant to bring this up in the last episode, and uh, this is your opportunity to shame me. I resubscribed to Funimation for five dollars a month. Go ahead, laugh. I mean, I've already, I've already shamed you for it. When when I heard that we might be talking about it at some point, I was like, God damn it, Dylan, what the hell are you thinking? Now, let me tell you why. So I resubscribe because this month we saw the release of the Persona 5 anime English dub. And I, I tried watching the Persona 5 anime Japanese dub as it was airing, but, well, because it was on Hulu, but it sucked. I thought it was just because of the, the, the dubbing or well the Japanese dub, right? Because I enjoyed the Persona 4 anime a lot more in English because I played the game in English, right? And I just assumed this it was the same problem. Some other people who have watched the Persona 5 anime will probably tell you it is objectively bad animation-wise and pacing-wise. And I can confirm, yeah, it does not replace the game. But I watched it in English after playing Persona 5 Royal all the way through in English, and I had a really good time. But I've rewatched the Persona 4 anime a couple times, 
I may not rewatch the Persona 5 anime, to yeah. be quite honest. I had no other option to get it legally. And really, it's nothing against piracy. The reason I want things legally is because I stream them on my smart TV, is why, in my living room, right? I I don't get my entertainment off the PC screen like uh, all my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, I, I got my TV hooked up to my PC, so... Eh. But, like, I don't know. The big thing that, for me, I mean, obviously... I could dog on Funimation for like their consumer mal- malpractice and they deserve it. Just this, the stupid shit they've done over the years. I mean, there's companies that are definitely worse for sure, but Funimation just, it's like, almost like they don't try. They, they know they've cornered the market and they are just giant fucking scumbags about it. That that's, that's the generalization. If you want to dig deeper, you can find shit. Just a Google search away from figuring it out. That's why I want deep dive here. But on the topic of piracy and, and anime too, I always hated like um there's always these YouTubers that would, you know, like the the anti-tuber as as everyone tubers as people call them. But I always go back and forth on whether or not that was like like a good thing for the industry or not. Obviously, I would never shit on anyone for pirating stuff. I do it too. If I can't if I can't get access to it, if it's not somewhere like for instance, sometimes anime is just not available in Canada when it's available in America because of like Netflix limitations or Crunchyroll limitations, it's like, then it's off to X piracy site for me. You know, it's like, I'm not, I don't feel bad about that, nor do I care if anyone else does. But I always hated the idea that like, oh, well, these, these legal sites don't help the anime industry. Of course they do. Even if it's only like a little bit of money injection, it's still money injection. It still shows that, you know, there's a market here for it. It still shows a lot of things. It is a very important thing to exist. It's also very important that if you, have legal avenues to use them like if you have netflix and the anime you want to watch is on netflix with the proper english or ink language jesus christ i said put english and languages together (laughs) if it's got the proper you know setup for you that you want to just watch it there like it's no harm like sure netflix is fucking scummy for other reasons which i don't i don't think we've actually talked about on the podcast but maybe maybe we can maybe we can save that for for another time maybe next time But the big thing, though, that is just like I always say that 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 sentiment that like somehow pirating is better than watching it legally. It's like, nah, it's just do whatever the fuck you feel like. It's not like, you know, no one's going to fucking fry you over it. Just do what they would do what you feel like, I guess. And you know what, listeners, this segment could have been an ad for a VPN, but it's not because we respect you. And in the near future, I may open a donations page and you should look at it when it exists. Doesn't yet at time of recording. (laughs) It also could have been an ad for Raid Shadow Legends, but it's not. Raid Shadowland. Fuck that. Holy shit. God. Ah, but yeah, like, I, I subscribed to Funimation, and I, I didn't just cancel it after I finished Persona 5, because, like, I have, I, I built a queue out of the anime they do have that I want to go watch. And I'm not sure if I'm going to watch them all in English, but I might. The next one I'm going to watch is Kill a Kill. I've already seen it. I love that show. I've seen it in Japanese. Uh, I'm yeah. going to watch it with Destiny in English. She doesn't really have a preference one way or another for English. She definitely watched Naruto in Japanese because, oh, my God, that English dub is bad. <laughs> it has its ups and downs. They took time. They, uh, they took turns on whether or not they were going to uh, care about that dub or not. Right. Whereas uh, an anime that like Kill a Kill is short by comparison to a show like Naruto. Right. It has a very small number of episodes. It is in the double digits. They can take their time and dub each episode really well. I haven't heard the English dub yet i can't remember if i watched that in dubbed or not i think i did funimation did the dub for full metal alchemist did they not like that that english dub is great um i forget i know they own it now but i don't there back then there was like three or four other companies there was one in vancouver one in toronto i forget where funimation is i i, I want to say they're like 
California. And I think there used to be one somewhere in the Seattle area too. And maybe like one or two on the East coast somewhere probably, but like, yeah, like Funimation is the only company that does it anymore. I don't even think Sentai does it. I think they used to do their own dubbing too. Wow. But yeah, like I I'm nostalgic for like really well done English dubs. Some anime fans are really salty and will tell you that there is no good English dub that ever exists, but maybe they just haven't seen Cowboy Bebop yet. They're, they're wrong. <laughs> Literally, the cre- oh. like the, no, I don't mean like the anime writer, dude. I mean like the guy who created the, I think it was the manga. Or actually, it was either way, whoever the fuck created Cowboy Bebop, forget his name off the top of my head, he fucking adored the English dub, decided that that was the real version. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you can't say that. You can't say that when Cowboy Bebop exists. You, you cannot. It's the Hideo Kojima effect. Did you know that when Konami remade Metal Gear Solid 1 for the GameCube, it only came in English in all regions? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Because that was the definitive audio, and I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. I really want an anime to take the same liberties as the Pirates did for Psycho Pass's movie. So, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Psycho Pass, but it's a very it's on my list. Western, like cyberpunk, sci-fi kind of show. And, you know, it, I mean, you can watch it in English or Japanese. It really doesn't matter where the fuck it takes place, right? The the movie sucked. It was just trash in that regard, I mean, in both English and Japanese. They fucked it up. But what's, what some fans did is they went in and spliced the audios for both of them together so that when they should be speaking certain languages, they are. And when they shouldn't be, they're not. And it elevated the experience to making the movie like pretty damn near God tier, even though you have to watch season two to get there. Season two is not that great, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's like, holy shit. Why, why don't we have animes doing that? There was a, an anime, uh, it was like winter Sonata, I think, or something like that. They kind of tried to do that. It was about like a, a Japanese dude somewhere in like France, I think. Uh, I never really watched it. I just heard about it. And like the first couple scenes of the anime was him trying to communicate with a little girl who only spoke French. And it was like really endearing to some extent and i don't know i don't know why more, more more shows just don't do that it's so cool it's so fucking cool so victim what do you think about the rumors that um sony is thinking about purchasing both funimation and crunchyroll they should do it and they should do it like sooner rather than later really that's actually a pretty unpopular opinion yeah see the, there's a reason why i say that so first off sony already kind of owns they already have their fingers their their feet in the door for these companies they own like portions of them or something like that but if they were to buy them out all that silly stupid bullshit they've been pulling can just fucking go away well, hopefully yes. i mean if it doesn't then sony is just you know corrupts themselves fuck it i don't give a shit <laughs> well, the problem is, is that um sony in terms of their handling of the playstation brand they're in the business of getting what's the word cracking down on fan service like there's a lot of fan servicey anime games that are releasing on nintendo of all places and not the ps4 not by the devs choice yeah i witnessed that actually just the other night with devil may cry 5 yeah um, they censored <laughs> i think it was lady's butt in one of the scenes it's funny because they censor her butt but then they don't censor trish's later on and it's kind of weird. Apparently, it was only in the PC and the PlayStation uh, version of the game, weird. which is fucking weird, but whatever. So the reason why your opinion is an unpopular one is because the popular opinion is uh, Sony should not buy both Crunchyroll and Funimation because Sony will end fan service in anime form. It, it won't happen. And uh, like, I understand why people think that it's because, you know, correlation, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, they did it here. Why won't they do it here? It's like, no, they won't. They just because they own these um, these streaming things, 
What are they gonna have four kids literally every anime that crosses through their fucking door? They're not gonna do that. They'd have to hire on so many new people to do that. It would just be unrealistic. If they manage to do it, they're wasting tons of money, and it's laughable. We can point and laugh. That's not the argument, victim. The argument is that uh, fan service anime will simply not be released on their platform, which they will now own. I don't think so. You think so? Huh? Why not? Why is that? Well, I mean, first off, Funimation already kind of shoots themselves in the foot with that one. But besides that element, that's like 90% of what Crunchyroll brings in. If they stopped bringing that in, they would just stop making money. They would stop like buying anime licenses because uh, Netflix beats them to beats them to the punch on like almost every like more adult anime. So like, uh, fuck, I don't know, like think things in the realm of like uh, Fullmetal Alchemist, like Netflix owns the rights to those now. They get like Dora Hedero, which was like, really gruesome anime they've even got the evangelion license too yeah so it's just like crunchyroll gets some of those sometimes mm-hmm. but it's usually not i'm trying to think of like a better word to use to explain it the what anime fans call seinen basically like the the more adult-esque anime not like nudity and shit i mean like just like more mature themes and stuff okay also i heard that the netflix uh duh or yeah Either the dub or the subtitles for Evangelion were really bad. I haven't seen Evangelion in any form, and I've never really been interested. I know it's like a landmark, super popular show, but like I've never really been interested. Yeah, me either. It's just not 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 my kind of thing. I mean, I've talked about it before. I don't like things in like the the in, in the purest of forms, uh, sci-fi. I, I'm more of a fantasy guy. I like uh, I like the medieval elements or the magic elements to things, not so much the spacey, techy stuff. I mean, not not that I don't like that stuff. It's just that I tend to lean one way rather than the other. Right. Though, uh, if we're so, going to talk about anime on the show, I'm obligated to remind you that you need to watch Gundam The Origin. <laughs> I still need to finish Cowboy Bebop, which I'm outing myself pretty hard. I, I wasn't going to say it, but I, I thought about it. I'd fuck it. If I out myself, someone can tell me I'm an idiot and maybe I'll, maybe I'll listen. Maybe they will. You could find this guy at twitter.com slash mm underscore victim. <laughs> yeah, hit me with it, dude. If my notifications hit 99, I'll do it. You need to watch. That's a lie. You need to finish <laughs> Cowboy Bebop and you need to watch Gundam the Origin. And I can confirm Gundam the Origin has a very excellent English dub. Most Gundam is pretty watchable in English, though MSG, the original, not good in English. But I the DVDs that they made to cover MSG because... The original show, Mobile Suit Gundam, was actually canceled. Uh, I don't know if you know that. Oh, really? Despite the success that it had. It was kind of a sleeper That's hit. That's kind of weird. Yeah. It got canceled, and then it got really popular. And then they made a brand of plastic modeling called Gunpla, which ended up being a great financial success. And they ended up making more stuff. Oh, yeah. So to basically give the original show a proper, I guess, ending and also clean up the loose ends, they re-released the show in three DVD movies, which are like an hour or two long each that basically cover the original show. And I have that. I don't know where can't find it, but that's what I have on like Blu-ray. I've seen those and uh, they are, they only come in Japanese and that's fine. It's totally fine. Subtitles were fine. I've seen clips of the show in English when it was dubbed in English and they kind of butchered it. Like there's this one speech where one of the, you don't know the details of the main plot, obviously, but like, so there's one of the main characters is out for revenge against a certain set of other main characters. And they eventually get killed one by one. Not a surprise. After the first one goes, there's like this big funeral and this big speech that was supposed to be this big moment because it was televised to everybody because there's two sides of a warring faction, right? This speech was so well done in Japanese that they do it live at conventions with the original voice actor because it's a chilling fucking speech and really awesome. And in English, they just, 
a swing and a miss. It was awful. I've I've heard it in English. Yeah. And it's like I would never watch this twice. But like the Japanese one is so good, they play it live. That, that's that's something they shouldn't have fucked with. I'm gonna send you a link to it after the show because you need to watch it because you don't even know the context. It'll send chills down yeah. your spine. As a writer, though, I can I can appreciate that just because we're trying to write a speech. Hell, even when you're just playing D and D and you're trying to fucking make a speech to try and like I had to do this just the other night. I'm playing a captain in one of our games. And I had to fucking come up with a speech to inspire everyone to go fight this big, bad, evil dude who could probably blow us out of the fucking sky. And I'm like, yeah, okay, um, he's evil. Let's do it. <laughs> I rolled my diplomacy. <laughs> so I can I can appreciate a really good speech. It's it's very, very hard. So good. So good. So I mentioned Sony. We talked about Facebook a little bit. I kind of want to pivot to YouTube. One thing that stood out to me when the Oculus Quest 2 came out was there was this one popular Reddit thread. I only know about it because I saw a screenshot of it and I went and go found it that was real because I didn't think it was real at first because I don't really browse Reddit, but it sounded ridiculous. Basically, it's already controversial that Facebook went back on their word and they said, yeah, you need a Facebook account to log into your Oculus Quest. Okay, whatever, right? So a new Oculus user active in the community, I assume, and was excited for this, uh, he got it. He had created a Facebook account for it. He didn't have one before. Or if he did, he was part of the quit Facebook movement like me and got rid of it years ago. And uh, he had to basically create a new one to get started. And do, have you have you ever seen someone create a Facebook account after like 2014? No, I mean... It got worse over time, definitely after 2016. But like my sister tried to help my aunt set up a Facebook account and I was shocked at what they asked. They want so much info. They need like your address, your full name, a picture of your state ID. I'm serious. It's required. Wait, what? You cannot make a post on a new account until you submit a picture of your ID to prove you are who you are. A picture of either a passport or a state issued ID. I kind of half understand some of that because Facebook's trying to be like this like centralized place of information more so than they're trying to be social media anymore which probably sounds like the same thing to most people but i guess it's different that's that's where the other half of my misunderstanding comes from it's like why the fuck do they care so much like if they didn't try to push that hard and just you know we're like no we're just a fucking place where people hang out i mean i guess there's money in in it the other way but like that's so stupid dude like nobody's gonna want to do that yeah but a lot of people do because facebook is the place where you use your full name and picture yeah, I get it. It's but, a culture yeah. problem. When we were all on MySpace, it was like Twitter today in a way where you don't have to use your real name. And nobody really does because all of our parents said, don't use your real name on the internet. Don't know what fucking happened to that. That was great advice. Never yeah, use... I mean, why the fuck do you think I'm called a victim? <laughs> yeah. Never use your real name online, kids. Ever. I have kids now. Guess what they're not going to do? Use their real name on the internet. Ever. They're going to make a screen name that sounds fucking way cooler than the shitty name their parents gave them. Yeah, and if Facebook says you can't be on our platform <laughs> without giving us your full name, address, and a picture of your ID, then they don't need to make an account there. Go go be on Twitter. Come up with a cool handle. Like, on Twitter, your victim, your MM underscore victim is your handle, and you have the picture of your, your stream mascot as your profile picture, right? Yep. And then you are all of your messages. The same is true for Fetty, but it's different software. Not important. On there, my username is Dylon. My handle is Dylon at shitposter.club. And my profile picture is a, a cacodemon spitting as fast as your hardware will allow to render it. That's fine. But Facebook demands that you be your full first name. So on Facebook, you would just be, you know, Brendan. And then your last name. And then you have to be doxable. 
You have to have a picture of yourself as your profile picture. You can change it later after you give them your freaking passport or whatever, right? It's not fair. The joke's on them. I don't have a passport. <laughs> you were not going to have a Facebook account. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, no, they'll take state ID or driver's license if you got one of those. But still, who drives these days? I mean, if you live in a in a highly urban area, like a suburb or a city, we have like buses and trains and stuff like. Or I, I just walk. I'm so close to shit. I can I can literally walk down to the mall. Like It's not that far. And I live in a. I forget whether they're called subdivisions or suburbs. I, I forget the fucking difference. I live in one or the two or one or the other. Suburb is like short for suburban. It's like houses, but it's like a city, but it's like houses and not like downtown. Oh, I got you. Okay. So, yeah, that that's probably what I'd be living in. It's typically the residential area of a major city is typically the yeah, case. Because like, like, I'm not living in like townhouses or anything like that. We're living in like regular old houses and stuff. Right. I don't live in Seattle, but all the towns north and south of Seattle, like Everett, Kent, um, freaking Tequila, you've probably never heard of these places. Uh, I think I've heard one. You guys have mentioned all the different little areas around where you live, so I've probably heard them, but you're right. I have no idea what the fuck they are. Yeah, like Kent, Tequila, Puyallup, don't try to spell that. Those places are considered suburbs of Seattle, but they are their own cities with their own borders. But wow. most of the people who live there just take the train to Seattle and go to work. Well, not right now. Yep, that, They're all working from home. That's same in my city, funny enough, actually. We got, like, uh, Sussex, Cuspamsis, a bunch of them. Uh, Rossay, I think, is another one. Just, like, a ton of them. So you can be in a town that's not the major city next to you, but you're still a suburb of the major city next to you, is basically the idea. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm talking about suburbs for. <laughs> uh, I think we were just mentioning... I don't even know, dude. My brain. Dude, <laughs> I don't even know why we were talking about suburbs, but I guess the audience will tell us that it's obvious because they're listening you to guys recording. You be able to scroll back and find out. It's a lost cause. Anyways, Facebook wants all your shit. So this dude on Reddit, right? He created an account just for this and he failed the verification and they banned him. And they said, and, and then he applied for a manual review and they, they kept him banned. And it wasn't until he raised a stink about it on Reddit and got a bunch of media attention. Like, oh my God, don't buy the Oculus. They're banning people who've never had accounts before. Because Facebook is suspicious of people who create new accounts based on when they create them. The quest just came out. What happens next month? It rhymes with uh, residential erection. Hey, man, residential erections. Real problem. Not sure what it is, but it rhymes. Something something along those lines. But uh, that's coming up, and creating new Facebook's accounts is kind of sketchy. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I hate playing devil's advocate because, like, I kind of see where they're coming from, but you'd think they'd have the four fucking site to realize that if that was going to be a problem, release the Oculus Quest two months from now for fuck six. I know. <laughs> Goddamn. You know, now that I think about it, Residential Erection might make a great episode title. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we might come up with something better. But anyway, that guy got unbanned. They did not apologize. They're just like, you've been reinstated. Thanks. And it's like, what? But oops, stop being sketchy in the future, please. It's like, what the fuck? Also related to the thing that rhymes with residential erection, YouTube has been cracking down on a lot of stuff too. Uh, but it's mostly their yeah, uh, conspiracy content. And you've mentioned on the previous episode, Victim, that there is a lot of fringe conspiracy content that, you know, isn't very high value. I don't remember how you described it, but, you know, there's there's good conspiracy content and there's bad conspiracy content. You should either allow people to say whatever you whatever they want or you should, you know, have very clear rules. But right now... YouTube is in this weird gray area where it's like, oh, there's no clear rules on what you can and cannot say, and we will apply it differently. So, yeah, 
Some conspiracy it, theories are okay, but some aren't. And people are getting all three strikes in one one day with no recourse to get insta deleted. It's like abuse. It's dumb. Yeah, retroactive rule enforcement is a is a fucking plague on the on the platform. Yeah, but like it's gross. Yeah. So like a quick. I, I forget exactly what I said back then, but a quick refresher is just that the rule of thumb is, is you are allowed to talk about conspiracy theories so long as you do not make it in or frame it in such a way where you either A, believe in it, or B, are trying to make other people believe in it. So, like, if you want to be like, oh, aliens and UFOs and stuff, it's like, well, that's cool. But, like, if you're like, this is fucking real and you better believe it, they're going to fucking suck your cows up and they're going to probe them and you're going to get alien cow babies. Wake up, sheeple then you're going to get fried. They're going to remove you from the platform instantly, probably. And a lot of people that have been speaking up, like, oh my God, they banned me. Like, I, I saw one, I don't remember his name, but he was like teasing on his Twitter, which if you're going to drop a really good conspiracy video that has some rooting in the truth, you shouldn't freaking advertise it ahead of time. You should just release it. Yeah, probably. So, which makes me doubt that the veracity of how legit his thing he was going to drop was, if he had to do that. But it was related to pedophile rings, which... You know, with with Mr. Epstein, it's like, oh, yeah, like, it's obviously true. Here's the proof. Oh, he's dead. Crap. Well, we don't know who he was with. We may never find yeah. out. But we know the pedophile rings are real now. But a couple years back, talking about the exist the potential existence of these pedophile rings was canceling worthy. And that's fucked up. And then if people stop talking about him after a while, suggesting he had anything to do with pedophile rings may be cancelable as well. Yeah, it's a, that's a real slippery slope. Is that even really a conspiracy anymore? I mean, I guess you could dive de diving deeper than we know is conspiracy territory. Mm -hmm. But but will YouTube allow it to be even discussed? Because if it falls out of the public awareness, then we risk the culture kind of moving on and assuming that oh that was a thing that happened and we they've moved on to the next thing. I f there's a phenomenon. There's a word for it. And I for a fuck if I could remember what it was. But it's the idea that like. We only really care about things if it's what's being talked about at the moment. The moment, like, for instance, Hong Kong, great example. Nobody talks about Hong Kong anymore. They're still protesting over there. They, just, they still have shit going on. Like, no, nobody's talking about that. So you, don't, you can't go open up a news site and find that. You, you'd have to, like, go, like, search for that specifically. And hopefully you remember, you know, a year back on what's happening. It's just, like, nobody really gives a shit anymore. I mean, it, it, that's, a, that's a telling thing about the human race, maybe? But I don't know. I mean, if you ask Heidi Okojima, this is what a meme is called, like real memes, which is why it made it into the script for Metal Gear Rising. But it comes off weird in English because <laughs> we're so yeah. used to memes being like repeated jokes that evolve. Right. Yeah. He used the, the more like dictionary term versus the Internet one. Exactly. And that's the reason why the Internet one is the one that it is, because that's just what the fucking word memes means. Right. It's in the public awareness and it transforms memes, Jack. Which is why it was excellent that in the many months following Epstein's murder that was cl claimed to be a suicide, that was obviously murder, don't ban me iTunes, <laughs> it was pretty obvious that... Um, yeah, it's pretty sketch what happened. It's pretty pretty safe bet, I would say. It's a safe bet, and I think the memes that came out of it were very good because, yeah, were the memes in poor taste? Probably. But it kept people aware that this dude was murdered in prison, and that's fucked. Yeah, I mean, regardless if it's funny or not, right? Powerful people are covering their tracks within our prison system. Nobody is safe from that conspiracy, whatever is behind that. And YouTube is, you know, cracking down on that kind of discussion. Everything that we've said so far, not pretty surface level, pretty, pretty uh, not analytical or in support of or anything. 
But like, if I uploaded this episode to YouTube, we'd probably get banned. Yeah, there's a good chance. If it didn't get auto flagged, someone might flag us just because fuck it, why not? Which is a that's another scummy thing to talk about. Fucking mini mods on YouTube. But... I know, and it's just it pains me to listen to YouTube content where they're like self censoring their speech, like even the words that they say, like the naughty words, the cuss words, right? They they can't say yeah. them, and they'll like pause mid rant and be like i can't say that word and they'll like say something that is just not in their vocabulary that is like a softer i know a dude i don't really like his videos but he's like one of the only guys that talks about like vtuber news and stuff so like whenever something stupid's going on and i want to know the, know the deal it's like i kind of got to watch his stuff he also talks about rooster teeth a lot point being uh i'm not a big fan of his content i feel like he sensationalizes stuff and I, i'm not, in, not into that but he's got a browser extension now that censors words in his browser to just being oof so that he can record his screen without worrying that YouTube might pick up on the F word and fuck him. Right. Because they're scanning for text in videos. You can't display it. Yep. Like Philip DeFranco had the same problem where he had to censor the word like bipolar in a, one of the stories that he talked about. And then he bleeped it yep. as well. And it's like, why are you bleeping that word? And then he explained later on Twitter. It's like, oh, because YouTube will flag my video if I don't. And that's fucked. And nobody knows what the naughty list is. The the one time, like, and, and trying to dig into YouTube's algorithm is punished. Like, remember that one time? This one YouTuber, his name was Nerd City. He basically did a big expose on, it was like an hour, 30 minutes to an hour long video. Oh, yes. I do about this. YouTube's unfair treatment of, of the LGBT community. Where, you know, YouTube's like, we're the platform of the future. Look at all these LGBT youth on here. But then they found all this evidence of like titles and videos and video subjects and content and different ways to label your videos getting auto flagged for being LGBT content yep. because they're not advertiser friendly. There are advertisers with conservative leanings that don't like those things and they don't want to advertise on those things, which is their right. They're allowed to, to decide that. But I guess they, they have a significant cut of the YouTube censorship or the, I said censorship. They have a significant cut of the YouTube ad revenue pie and the YouTube algorithm decided we're just going to flag those videos out of the equation it's fucked up yep and then here's the here's the kicker on all of that for manual reviews they outsource that shit to like third world countries and other places around the world where some of those countries it's illegal to be gay so they can't under like laws of that country they cannot unflag your video even if youtube you know wanted them to Mm -hmm. because it would be against the law for them to do so so youtube's got a real messy like system loop system and people have actually found evidence of this it's not that's not a conspiracy like that they do that there's actual like proof out there and that's that's the worst part of it, that they don't even deny it anymore right so like i i tossed around the idea of taking our brand new highlights channel odyssey.com but um I, I, I've tossed around the idea of putting our podcast highlights on YouTube for discoverability. And I think in the long run, it's probably the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, they won't outright take us down. They might suppress our video and they might like age restrict it at, at worst. But like it, they won't straight remove it. Probably. I don't think we do anything to YouTube removable. I'm trying to think of a fucking way of phrasing that. I don't think they're going to remove us. Anyway. Yeah, I just I don't know if I want to do it. And yeah, Another reason I don't know if I want to do it is because it's all audio files. I have to like put the audio onto an audio track in a video in the splot on the freaking editor software and figure it out. And I don't know anything yeah. about editing video. I really don't. 
Like, ideally, I'd want to go the Hello Internet route and just have my audio play over an animated looping GIF that's long. That's what they do. And it's nothing related to their, what they talk about. I remember one of them I was watching, and it was like a duck. One of those, like, water, like, sipping wooden duck things that just, like, tilt and then come back yeah. for two hours. <laughs> and it was just the video component to what they were talking about. And that looked really easy to do. If I could figure out how to splice that up. I could probably make a highlights channel on YouTube, but I don't know if I wanna because I don't like it. I hate it. I I think we're headed to a post YouTube world. I think that we just need to wait. But I don't want to, you know, miss out on the discoverability of getting on the big platform of the time. Yeah, I mean that's that's ultimately one of the bigger issues with the internet is like depending on what you want to do. If you want, if notoriety is is your end goal you're shooting yourself in the foot if you don't go for the big platforms right and i I think that like ultimately the only reason i personally like for my own stuff don't use youtube is because there's so many fucking hoops to jump through i (laughs) release vods on there and highlights from time to time and it's just like that's it that's all uh uh youtuber i really like lobos jr does and he he's he's like super popular on youtube but like it's just one of those things that like it's not worth to go through all that effort just to have YouTube be like, mm, I don't like that video. Sorry, I'm going to age restrict and suppress it. Sucks to suck, nerd. You're going to get 20 views on your videos that normally get 20,000. Have fun. See you tomorrow. It's fucked up. Yeah, I just want to deal with it. Whenever I discover a cool new channel, I always click on their channel. I click on the videos tab and I look at the upload order, which sometimes isn't even put first and foremost, but that might be at the creator's discretion. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think it is. But still, like I always sort by uploaded and I always look at people's channels because you never know when you're going to miss a video. I don't trust that homepage ever. And I don't trust the subscriptions tab, even though my account settings have it, you know, in order. Firehose, please. Like, it's annoying. We have more pressing matters at hand, victim. So it is currently the 18th of October. Our release schedule, yeah. which we have been very diligently uh, holding to, fucking finally, <laughs> is, you know, one week we record. One week we release because I take all that time to edit because I'm a very busy man. So the next time we record, it'll be after Halloween. So this is the next, this is the last episode to be released before Halloween happens. And you've been playing a scary game on on Twitch, have you not? Uh, yeah, actually, surprisingly. Can we talk about it? Yeah. What so, is it? I can't even pronounce it. How, how do you pronounce it? I think it's phasmophobia, if I recall correctly. Uh, I'm actually I got it right here next to me. Yeah, phasmophobia. It's it's just it's the fear of ghosts essentially is what the word means um okay but the, the game itself uh, if you've ever seen those like paranormal hunter shows where like they go into a haunted house and it's like the night vision and they're trying to find ghosts with a bunch of my mom tools loves those shows actually. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's that except the ghosts are real and they will fucking kill you <laughs> that's awesome so yeah I, I would What's it like? Like, is it the same every time? Like, what kind of ghosts you encounter? Like, is it a third person game? A first? Per- I don't even know. I have no. I have it's, no idea. It's so, it's first person. It can be played in VR, which is terrifying. Don't do it unless you hate yourself and then go for it. Uh, I hear it's. I hear it's terrifying. But you know, there's like what, like four, five, six. I think there's like six or seven different maps. Uh, there's a little bit of procedural generation. Like sometimes the the breaker for the room for the house can be somewhere. Uh, different each time i think it's got like a couple different spots the ghost though is entirely procedurally generated and it can be one of 10 types and it's, its temperament can be just entirely different like each time depending 
Uh, right now, though, I mean, it's, it's, it's early access. Some of the ghost types just seem like borked and don't function the way that they probably should. But they, I mean, they still function like a ghost. So it's like, whatever. Okay. The, the game still is terrifying. You'll still probably die if you fuck with it too much. We've had ghosts, though, that like the, the moment we enter the fucking house, just decide, all right, someone's dying. <laughs> and we have to run. Yeah, it's a it's 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 nightmare fuel. It's kind of hard to imagine. Like, I, okay, I get it. it's a first person game with ten archetypes of ghosts that are different every time within their archetypes. Uh, how about um, can you give me like a an example? Like, can you walk me through a round or two like that are memorable? Give me some stories. I want to know. Like, that might help me okay. understand better. I think so. I guess the first story before we even knew what the fuck we were doing, me and um, one of our friends decided to go in. Uh, just this, just the two of us. It's a four. It can be up to four players, but we we go in, and we couldn't get the fucking ghost to show us like a sign. Like sometimes you get to take a picture of it to get like a, to get some money. I, I think everything you take a picture of that has to do with the ghost gives you some level of money, but also sometimes you get bonus objectives for doing so as well. And we're trying to get a fucking picture of this thing. So it, the game tells you if you say its name over and over, it'll piss it off, and maybe it'll give you some paranormal activity. So I said, "Hey, name of ghost, you want to have a selfie with me?" It instantly initiates a hunt, which just basically makes all the electronics start flickering and fucking kills him and not me. <laughs> and so Damn. I was like, all right, I, I'll take that as a no. I'm leaving now. I, I got back in the van and I just fucking left. <laughs> <laughs> it lets you do that? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. You, <laughs> I, I got your message loud and clear. I'm fucking gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, let's hear another one. Yeah. So, okay, so we were, we were, this is uh, the biggest map of the game, the asylum. It's, it's stupid huge. Like, it's, it's overly huge. Um, you walk at the speed of negative snail. Uh, and that's something they definitely need, need to fix, especially if they plan to add bigger maps. But fucking going through this place, uh, Dream decides he's going to start, uh, pretending that we're U- YouTubers. Cause if you talk in the game, the ghosts can hear you. And it'll react to certain phrases and buzzwords and what would give you or what have you, geez, words and shit. So he's just fucking like screaming its name. We have no idea where it is. And we finally get there and, and Dream's just yelling at it. And it, and he's like, we all made the jokes. Like, yeah, he's going to die first. Like, so the fucking ghost walks out of the room. He sees it. He panics, drops his flashlight and gets murdered. Then he starts asking us, like he gets on Discord and starts asking us. He's like, do you think that's going to get us demonetized, guys? <laughs> We just said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just leave. <laughs> Took us like 30 minutes to find the damn thing because it was so such a massive map. Uh, just for it to fucking kill him the moment we get there. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how much of this is mechanics and which how, how much of this is um just exposition from your storytelling. Because it's like, he saw the ghost after yelling at it and dropped his flashlight, ran and died. Like, can you drop your flash? Is that a mechanic? Like, Yeah, so the, the game works in a much more of like a VR sense. So like... Items are are on a pickup and use basis. Oh God, you're right. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, so like if you're not using VR, you hit E to pick up items. G drops them. Right click uses the item that's in your hand, and left click uses items that are not in your hand. We found out the other night you can actually interact with other players' items while they're holding it, which is fucking hilarious. Just give me that flashlight. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just like there's, there's a lot of really. Uh, it's it's a pretty basic control scheme, right? Um, mm-hmm. Most VR games are, and, yeah, yeah. So it, it ends up with like just stupid, funny shit. Like uh, I forget what we were doing one night. A guy like 
turned his flashlight off and like dropped it to do something. And then we realized that nobody knew where the breaker was and we were all inside and he didn't have his flashlight. So we fucking had to play like use our flashlights to find his flashlight on the ground. <laughs> and it's just like stupid shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had oh another uh, one last funny story for you. We so crucifixes will stop the ghost from hunting. Basically just gives you like some breathing room. We didn't know where the ghost was, but so we were just like dumping equipment in the house while we're waiting and looking. And we find it's in the in like the laundry closet. And so we start like yelling at it to try and get like something. It wasn't showing itself. It wasn't doing anything. We're like in, in our minds, we're like, oh, this is bugged. What the fuck's this? This is like really weird. Like, you know, early access game shit happens, right? So probably like 20 minutes passes, maybe more. Someone's like leaning down and accidentally picks up the crucifix. Like, oh, it fell under one of the towels. Like, oh, that's kind of funny. Instantly, the moment he picks it up, the ghost starts to hunt and just fucking murders him instantly. We've been screaming his name for like 20 minutes. Oh, my God. The ghost is probably fucking livid. Just wanted us to leave. (laughs) But couldn't do anything. We had accidentally trapped it in there. And we didn't know. Oh, it's so funny. Damn. I I remember I, I I want a VR helmet now. We were talking about them earlier, and I know the Oculus Quest, like I read an article just to prove my point earlier that it can work with a computer. And it's got me thinking, if I do that, do I need a Facebook account? Because I'm not making one. But that headset was only 300 bucks. That is pretty cheap. That's reasonable. That's accessible. By the way, um, just since I brought it up again, you, maybe you should recommend um, to your brother and your parents, like this, the, the, the Quest might work for your brother. Assuming yeah. he has a Facebook account <laughs> or your parents do that they could sign up with. Cause yeah, like that's probably what we do. We just use my dad. It or does not re- well, d- fact check me before you buy anything, but it doesn't require a computer. He could just have it charged. He could be in his room with it all clean and he can, you know, start playing beat saber. Fucking awesome. So, uh, I, when I live with my brother-in-law, cause that's what I did to save up money to buy a house. And I kind of miss it to be quite honest. We, we had a lot of fun while we were living there. He had a VR headset and I remember, he was super excited when he bought it. We played on it a lot. Mostly Beat Saber. But uh, there was this like hub of games that was hooked up with the HTC Vibe or something, right? Like it wasn't the Steam Home. It was this Vibe specific headset thing. And they had like a 14-day trial of a paid service where it's like, ah, oh, it's like five bucks a month and you get all these VR games. You can just download whatever you want, right? And uh, it was mostly shovelware. Not going to lie. We found out we we took the trial. We didn't pay for it. We took the trial and we're like, yeah, this is shovelware. But there was a couple of good games included, like Super Hot, which is way better in VR, by the way. Uh, (laughs) I want to try that game so bad. It looks so fun. It's so fun. But uh, I remember I tried the VR version of Five Nights at Freddy's, which was the first time I'd ever played Five Nights at Freddy's. I've seen it played because it's that's the meme, right? You know, everybody knows what the game's about, whether you've played it or not. And for the listeners at home, I'm not going to explain it because if you're binging this in 2030, they're probably still making new ones because that dude won't quit. And maybe he should. But I played like the first one, right? In VR. So you're in the stupid office room. You are stuck in the office chair. There's no movement. All you can do is move your head and you have hands and you press the buttons and you look at the cameras with an interactable like computer screen in front of you. And you have to look to your left and to your right to see out the little window to see through the open doors that you can close. I got killed. But I, I just remember like the lights went out. The little light that wasn't out was like illuminating the thing that was going to kill me through the door that was just staring at me. And I just remember I just looked at it and I like I like leaned my head back and then I leaned forward and I, I just screamed like, just kill me. <laughs> 
do it. Get it over with. And and I get it over with. Because it just it stalls for so long. And like I look behind me, I look back, and it's still there. And it's just it's way fucking creepier in VR. Like I I can understand why it's creepy watching somebody play it on YouTube. Because that's the meme, right? Yeah. Oh, hilarious YouTuber, easy easy to scare, plays scary game. Round 100. <laughs> but goddammit, it's good entertainment. The first few times. But yeah, I, I've done that. And I would do it again. I kind of want to play Doom VR. Like, they made Doom 2016 in VR. But Doom 2016 is not scary. Uh, Doom 3 is a scary yeah. game. I put it on the agenda, but I forgot what I was going to say. But I guess well, while I have the stage, go play Doom 3 if you uh, didn't give it a chance before, because it's better than you think. And happy Halloween, I guess. So so speaking of Halloween, Planetside 2 had a Halloween update, the same Halloween update it always has, but they decorated the, the new hub area, which I thought was really cool. It kind of reminded yeah. me of, uh, of Guild Wars, because I remember Guild Wars always went ham with its towns on the holidays, like with the decorations. And we didn't yeah. have we did not have our yearly Mel and Mancy Guild Wars 2 Halloween meetup because that was kind of a joke for a couple of years was when we were on a really long Guild Wars hiatus. I, I think it's fair to say that we've quit Guild Wars 2 at this point when we were still kidding ourselves and we were just on a long hiatus. We always came back for Halloween and we always got a bunch of trick or treat bags and we always sold them for a big profit. Yeah, I think they've killed that this year, though. I heard. Uh, I don't know yeah. how they killed it, but I heard that it is the, the getting is not good. Year after year, they have not iterated on the mini games, and I feel like that's just negligence at the company's level. Because in Guild Wars Two, it's all about this like comical guy. I think he was in Guild Wars One. I didn't play Guild Wars One, but like the the Halloween freaking King Thorn guy and his ridiculous son. And apparently, King Thorn was like arch nemesis's with like Joko, who became a character later in the the good expansion. And then we eventually defeat him in the living story that follows the good expansion. And then the next Halloween came around and there was no Joko. What the hell, ArenaNet? I heard they just had another round of layoffs. So I'm not surprised that he's not there. <laughs> so It's sad. Because it, it, it's so lang- low-hanging that it like would have just been right, right at home. Yeah. I, I feel bad for the people that are still making YouTube content for that game. But that game is so dry. The YouTube algorithm will punish you for covering a game like that. Because there's just not enough new shit to talk about. Yeah, it, it sucks too because like there was so much potential and it was such a fun game for such a long time. I know, but like they've done nothing with their game. World of Warcraft, for as much as I hate it, has done more with its game. It's true. Uh, we'll get to more of it later, but I've been playing Genshin Impact. You know that game we reviewed last time, or was it the time before last? I don't remember. And yes, one of the one of the other. fuck one <laughs> of them. And I've been playing that a lot, and the exploration and just doing stuff in that game reminds me of the fun part about Guild Wars 2 that I was missing. So why go back? I could just play Genshin. But we'll, we'll talk about Genshin more in a little bit. I, I wanted to go back to Planetside. So they, they decorated their sanctuary, their little hub area. And uh, last night, you and I both finally got to play the new update because I had been waiting. It was a shit show yeah. at launch and it got a little better. <laughs> but it's got some problems that they will address in the future big updates. But right now they're they're kind of the, the, the crappy stuff that did make it in is staying in like uh, plant harvesting, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Did you actually activate the campaign? Uh, I I logged out before you did. I don't I don't know how much further you played. No, I I, I don't know if I like the ramping cert thing that they require for it because it's like I have to choose between that or like if they decided to drop like new guns next exp- next. Uh, thing it's like I, I wanted to save these certs but i'm gonna have to spend like like pretty much a quarter of what i can even have as a free player and it's like i don't know what about the missions is that locked behind a cert wall too 
No, but they're just not worth it. Not, like, it's like they're meant for newer players, obviously, right? Right. Also, I, I saw one of the missions rewarded you with a gun. Um, Does it? Yeah, it was like, I think it was the AC. I, I forget the name of the gun. It, I, I almost said the name of a gun from a different game. To be fair, I, I own all the almost all the guns. So it's like <laughs> so it's probably not available for you because it's probably a gun you already Maybe. have. But there was yeah. one that was one of the harder ones. It was like more of a long term mission and it had a gun reward. I'd have to look it up to see what it was. It's mostly, you know, to ramp up new players. It's also to ramp up new characters. Like if we all if you and me rolled Vanu characters and we didn't immediately kill ourselves, we would have an easy time like getting geared by doing missions because it favors the new accounts. It favors the new characters. And that was intentional. Whereas new uh, uh, veteran players on the top of the food chain, like you with your ridiculous max level, right? The paywall is very steep for you because you don't need to do this. You have everything. And the story is blah. I mean, it's just a bunch of NPCs talking and you're surveying happenings that are happening. There wasn't even a cutscene. Like, I think it's totally skippable for you, honestly. But what did you think of the Esimir changes, like the map changes? Like, I had a really good time last night. I don't even think I really get to experience much of them. I mean, playing in that new zone is cool. It makes me actually wonder what Planet Side 2 would have been like if it was instead of being like a War Games type deal, if it was more of like a three-faction MMO type game. Like, God forbid I bring up Firefall, but like, Oh, I thought you're. I thought you were going to talk about Camelot Unchained. <laughs> no, Th- think think about more like fire or more Firefally, but like less of like the MMO trend, and it's still Planet Side at its heart. Because like that's essentially what it is. It's just a fucking like go around and do shit. People build there, and it's just a fight. Like there's no win the continent going on in that zone, really, right? So it's like it. I, on one hand, I kind of hate that it exists. Because it actively hurts the the map at large for what people play the game for. But it also makes me wonder what the game would be like if it wasn't all just about war games and the alert. I think that maybe it opens up some potential for an actual Planet Side 3 that isn't just Planet Side Arena. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's not like it's the end of the world. I simply brought it up the best, too. It's like, sure, for the first week, it sucked. Because like it, everyone was there. Nobody was playing the map realistically nobody wanted to play the map because nobody wanted the fucking uh timer to count down timer to kick in yeah Yeah. (laughs) they wanted to get their objectives done yeah but ultimately i mean planet side 2 is just it's always going to be planet side 2 i guess it's got one of the highest uh skill caps of any shooter and if you get good at it you just feel really fucking fantastic about it you know what they should do? They should give us cold tier back, and they should put all the objectives in cold tier. Uh, cold tier is in, I think. It's just it only opens at certain times. Oh, weird. For those yeah. who don't know, cold tier is like a really tiny map that has like nine provinces. No, ten. There's a center one. <laughs> and it was uh, it was supposed to be a staging area that you could play while you queue in for a real map. It was tiny, but I kind of liked it. It was kind of cute. But yeah, like, so there was more that went on last night. There was the Extra Life charity stream, which, Victim, you've, you've participated in this charity before uh, in Guild Wars. Yes, sir. And uh, I actually want to hear that story in, uh, in a minute. Last night, we were playing Planet Side 2, and I wanted to try the campaign out. And I was like, hey, we're going to fart around and try to campaign, but if there's no good fights. Like, we'll just play something else. I was probably just going to disconnect and play Genshin, honestly. <laughs> but um, it actually ended up being a lot of fun. And I think uh, the main reason why it was a lot of fun was because of the charity stream. I don't know how many other outfits were trying to do the charity stream, uh, but 
all of our TR alts are in a, a outfit called Two Wrath, which is the second largest outfit in Emerald Server. The only outfit larger than Two Wrath is Sokar's Legion on the Vanu, but Vanu's dumb. Nobody plays Vanu. To be fair, Sokar's Legion is literally like the Bura Sponge outfit. They just soak up all the new players. Right. And they actually, um, Sokar's Legion is beginning to partner with Two Wrath. They have a new leader. Uh, and they want to adopt two rafts practices of fostering new player growth because Sokar's Legion was just a Zerg fit before. And the new leader guy, I guess he's he's in the two raft discord. He's friendly with our leaders. And he's like, yeah, I want to set up like sub teams in the outfit that get along really well and do coordinated bullshit like two raft does because they, they have just so many people and they don't want to Zerg. So they have like, oh, you guys are going to fly the whole time and we're going to tell you what to bomb. Have fun. And then you guys, you're going to be in vehicles all day. And, and, they, and then this team's going to be following you in your senders and they're going to capture the bases for you they 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 organize it really well and then Sokar's legion they're just like okay everybody pull a mag rider and then a hundred mag riders barrel down on your base like Sokar's legion was not organized two raf is organized debatable but more so than anything i've seen uh especially yeah. more than Sokar's legion so the new leader i'm talking this is a brand new revelation like their leader up and quit and they got a new one so so Sokar is not leading his legion anymore no i don't even know if the original leader's name was sokar in the first place but the, there's a new guy yeah, that's such, such a weird I name know. it's got to be a dude's name it sounds like a screen name but also alien shit i mean it could have been a lore name who the fuck knows the lore of planets i know uh definitely not the devs but uh <laughs> nah i'm kidding so sokar's legion is under new leadership and they they may um foster good growth on emerald because they're gonna they're gonna turn those new players that just join them because that's what they do into people that stay and learn the game uh whereas before it's you're on your oh, own yeah, and that's awesome i love that i don't like vanu but i like that they're doing that because i thought they were cancer so i don't know how many other yeah man um, all we just we need more people in vanu that know how to play the game really well because they don't kick our fucking shit in enough as it is because their guns are broken here's your complimentary beetlejuice have fun. Oh, um, so fuck the Vanu. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what other outfits were doing the, the charity stream, but we were playing pretty late last night and there was no shortage of fights. And uh, we did what we do best. We were in a private squad of just five of us. It was you, me, Symbolite, and also Halzek and Hydro. We all played the same class almost. Maybe I think you, you and Symbol switched every once in a while. But we mostly played the same class the whole time. So I, I could expect what they could do. Right. Like I knew... Hydra could revive me. He's a medic. I knew Hellzek could repair things and do engineer shit because he's always an engineer. Right. That was very helpful to me. We did subterfuge and shenanigans. We did not have a public squad. We did not listen to command chat. You couldn't. I didn't even tell you what they said half the time. I could hear them. They were doing stuff. Not what we were doing. And uh, one of our, the guy I mentioned earlier, one of our moderators, uh, Colonel Rick, or, or Skuma Dealer, as he's called, <coughs> Skuma Dealer, as he is called, he um is an officer in two raft because he spends a lot of time with them and he was helping out with the 24 hour stream and i was like hey we're on he's on he's on the other team what how can we make them come to us and like kick this hornet's nest because they had like probably like 50 people alone and then they had the might of everyone else logged in on tr following their blob so we warp gated them it was dirty <laughs> it was fun dude especially when they 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 responded eventually mm-hmm because uh, Symbolate had their 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 uh, the stream their stream open, yeah. So basically, we were getting like one to one updates, and it was funny. Rick was like, we're told one of the guys that I like, I'm I'm a pretty good Emerald player, and so he's like, oh, I'm gonna kill him, and I'm like, God damn it, Rick, stop telling people that. 
<laughs> it was rightfully People so. People start recognizing me at a crowd. You you top scored on every fight we had. Like, yeah, I know. Top five. I, I mean, that's that's normal though. Let's be yeah. fair here. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but on our faction, when I would play like pretty regularly, every single month I'd be in the top ten of our faction. Right. And so, what symbolite? Yeah, there's not many people on our faction that really beat me. I mean, there's plenty on the other faction that are like above me. But like the point of the matter there is that like it's kind of easy to be the top of our faction when there's not many people to compete with. <laughs> yeah, like the blue faction for for Emerald, right? And C, they they don't have a whole lot of like absolute like heroes like like Victim and Symbolite. But we still win plenty of alerts. But it's mostly through teamwork. Yeah, we have a lot of people, like probably more than the other factions that are like middling. Mm-hmm. but the other factions have a larger pool of like higher talent i would say i mean that's just a ballpark anecdotal right stuff, but... there's a lot of red shirts around on the other two teams that just get gunned down by our okay guys so there's a lot of that that goes on that's what makes it unfortunate when vanu is is there in the strong numbers because their red shirts are better than ours sometimes but yeah like yeah. It was a ton of fun, and I got to hear the story the next day uh, of how that went, because they know Symbolite very well, because Symbolite's been playing a lot of 2-Raf. He's about to ASP his TR alt count, because uh, he's like super high level. And um, I just, I remember hearing the story the next day, once they finally came for us after we warp-gated them, which is, warp-gating is when you capture, you you crawl province by province to the enemy spawn region, which you're not allowed to take. That's the one place that they can't lose. And you take all the regions in front of it, so all the territory loses its connection to the warp gate and they, they go dark and they can't spawn there. It's more complicated than that, but that's basically it. So they couldn't spawn in any of their territory and it didn't count to the score. <laughs> and it triggered an alert. So they have to respond. They have to do something about these territories we've captured uh, to reclaim all the other territories they captured and get credit for them. So when they eventually found us, we stalled them for as long as we could. We knew we couldn't stop them, but we knew we could stall them for most of the alert. And we did. And we cost them the alert by doing this. And I just remember when Symbolite got his first couple kills on the people that know him, they started flipping their shit. <laughs> yeah, they, they instantly knew exactly what had happened. Like, it was like, oh, shit. Symbolite? Wait, what the hell is Melonmancy? And then and then Rick is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I know those guys. Um, <laughs> Kill that victim guy. Like, it was great. <laughs> yeah, Rick, Rick was concerned because um, one thing that Melonmancy doesn't have apply today uh one thing that melomancy doesn't have on uh planet side is we don't have any snipers we don't rick is our sniper that's that's just what he does he does yeah, it better essentially. than anybody i know i mean me and symbol both can it's just that we don't do it very often right but we don't have any dedicated like elite marksman besides rick and he was on the other team that day and he was doing elite marksman bullshit and he saw some name tags he's like oh there's hydro oh there's hells and he would actually like hit them once and and see if they'll go away and not kill them because he was worried about pissing them off but I set the record straight this morning. I told him, like, no, no, we, we kicked the horn's nest on purpose. We were trying to get two raft to come fight us. And it was a good time, and everyone had a really great time. Even when we died. <laughs> if, if I was actively going against him, I wouldn't give him shit. Like, Absolutely Even not. if he was yeah. hunting me down. I mean, let's be fair. We were hunting him yeah. down. I, I was like, yeah, dude, Rick is the one wearing the fucking blood, bla- blood bag looking fucking armor. Like, if you're looking to kill him, that's who he is. No, none of the other guys are wearing that armor. Go fuck him up. And I expected him to do the exact same. Oh, exactly. Like, I remember standing out as my heavy assault. I look up in the sky above the NC arsenal. I see his Valkyrie just, like, circling the arena with people, like, constantly dropping out of it because he's spawning them in. <laughs> right? Yep. It's like a, a an aerial spawn point. And I, I shoot a bunch of rockets at him and he flies off. I didn't kill him, but I made him leave. <laughs> like, it was fun. 
I killed him a couple times. He killed me back. It was a good time. I think Rick got me more times than I got him. Oh, for him, sure. Me too. Which, but yeah. Because uh, he, he had more openings. He had uh, the bigger army. That is for sure. We were doing small squad shenanigans, but it kind of like revitalized my my faith in the NC. Because like that's something that two rap doesn't really do very well is the small squad shenanigans because they're they're organized and they're always pushing for an objective. And sometimes that objective is just fucking around. And that's fine. I, I enjoy that too. Right. But like we were fucking around for a purpose. By having a private squad, we weren't beholden to like any randoms. I enjoy the shit out of that. That's what makes me want to invest in Infiltrator because I think I could do even more of that small squad shenanigan shit if I was like a competent Infiltrator. Like one of my fondest early planet side. Well, it's not early. It's like after a long hiatus. Uh, one of my favorite post hiatus memories of planet side was before they took away stalker cloaking can capture points. And me and Dream were in like some air tower somewhere and we were both cloaked on point and they would bring people in to take the point back. We would step out of the square. They would take it back and they would leave. We would step back onto the square and capture it. They would come back. We stepped off the square. They never found us. (laughs) Me and Tret, dude, when we both played that game like religiously, we would... We, that, that, we would do shit like that, but we would try to find really stupid angles to hide at and wait for people to pull out their flashlights to try and find us. And that's when we'd pop out and just kill them because they never fucking expected us to actually come out and kill them. And then like they'd come back and we'd have completely moved and rinse and repeat until we eventually died. And it was just it's so much fun. That's the silly shit. I mean, you can kind of still do it, but mm-hmm. they've they've ultimately changed the way that works now. I really love that that small squad shenanigan shit that we did last night. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I enjoy the time that I do spend with 2RAF and I I do want to congratulate them that they met their donation goal for the Extra Life charity. They had one of their leaders stream 24 hours straight and he made he reached their goal of uh $1500 donated, which is pretty cool. I don't know who donated. I think it was just a combination that got really high. You've done something like this before, victim. Let's 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 talk about that yes. before I forget. So you, you've done the Extra Life charity. How, how'd that play out? So pivoting back to uh, Guild Wars 2, I guess, for that. We were in a, a guild called Krita, which is just an area from the game. that They, they just decided to take the, take the yeah, name of the, the guild. Yeah, the full name was straight out of Krita, like straight out of Compton. But it's the continent of Krita, which is the last human civilization in the lore. Besides Cantha, I guess. Yeah, so we, we used to do Worldly World with them. And that's pretty much all they did in the game, really. Uh, aside from like a couple of things, and the whole point of it was that I think it was ArenaNet was doing their own extra life, and that's what gave them the idea. So we went 24 hours, and I was the only one to that. Or well, I guess they all didn't plan on it, but I, being you know the neat degenerate that I am, I was like, "Fuck it, 24, I got that." And none of them, none of them expected me to do it after like 16 hours. People were like victim. Have you been here the whole time? And like, yeah, yeah, I'm going the whole time too. Like, <laughs> and like everyone was dumbfounded by it. It was, it was, it was super fun. Like, you know, we swapped commanders out here and there. Mm-hmm. It was a ton of fun going through and playing for 24 straight fucking hours. Uh, tiring, but it was fun. But it, one of the f- cool things is I didn't know this, but the lead developer at the time, who eventually went on to I think own arena or be like the top dude at ArenaNet for a bit. Uh, after that had already been running with our guild and i found out that night and he happened to be there when they asked me how long i was going to go so he told me if i do 24 hours he'll donate under my name he didn't say how much he was going to donate i only donated five bucks because i i don't have like a huge right. you know <laughs> disposable income so i just donate what i can so after i did it he hopped in asked me how i was doing we we talked for about like five minutes and then he dropped 100 bucks down on my name <laughs> 
It was it was a pretty great night. They got that dude was awesome, and the, it actually kind of sucks now because people believe that him being removed from the company is actually what, why the game's so good now. Nah, man, you got it backwards. There there was two guys that left. So that guy that donated that was the guy that was the cool guy that stayed for a little bit. He's gone now, but the game got a lot better after they laid off a ton of people. Include and then that one guy left. Uh, this I think his name was Steve. Like he went to go make his own company, and they haven't done anything that I know about. And then the guy that donated to you, I think his name was Mike Z. Yeah, it was Mike or Mark. It's either Mike or Mark. I was, I was, people kept going back and forth on it. And now it's got me confused. So I can't fucking remember off the top of my head. It was either Mike Z or Mark Z. Look, I'm pretty but... sure one of those is the, the fighting game guy. And one of those is the Guild Wars guy. Uh, yeah, that's what I think that's where the confusion yes. like set in, right? But he, Come to find out that fighting game guy is a bit of a... <laughs> a bit of a bad guy, yeah. Whereas the Guild Wars guy, yeah. he um he has like a Polish last name or something. It's like Zadorn and Degree. I don't know. That's why they just abbreviated yes. it, yeah. And he was in charge of Guild Wars 2 uh, during a really positive time for Guild Wars 2, and then he eventually departed, and then it got a whole lot worse. He, he's such a wholesome dude. I run with the him. Running with him was yeah. fun. Like, I've been on some of those runs with him. He did things that, like, us as players consider to be fucking just insane or useless or stupid like running in a zerg as a thief was considered like uh you're not going to be you're not going to be considered uh, credit didn't wouldn't kick you out but you'd be at the bottom of the list and you wouldn't be getting like buff priority or being called on for things you know you just be there as a part of the zerg and he just didn't give a shit if thief was his favorite class and i always admired him for that because thief was always my favorite class <laughs> so i was just like dude look at this mad lad he doesn't give a shit he's just having fun mm-hmm. <laughs> It's it's a good sign that the game was in a good place at the time because the, the lead dev of the game plays his own game in his free time. Like it's not for work. It's not yeah. to bug test or find where the flaws are as players experience them. He was just having fun. Yeah. And if it wasn't for him coming in, there wouldn't have been talks about fixing World v. World. There was so much wrong with World v. World that we just had become like complacent to and just used to. That he was like, wait, this is a fucking thing. And, you know, Rook, the leader of Crida at the time, I think he still is, but the, the long story. story. Time, yeah. Sure. yeah, very long story. But he um, he was just like, yeah, no, there's like all this, this and that. And he's like, holy shit. Well, we can fix that. Why I'm going to get a team working on that. Uh, I don't know how that happened. that was talks behind the scenes. But like, that's essentially where I began. I was like, holy shit. Like, not only now is this charity event something that's super cool. I get to meet the lead dude for this game that I enjoy playing. Uh, and he's cool enough to donate money under my name, but also because of those interactions that we had that day, whether whether it had to do with me or not, I just mean like in general, we're now seeing meaningful change to a game that we all enjoy. It was like doubly amazing that night. Yeah, you know, just like and it actually like the the trifecta, if you will, was that the following morning when I finally woke up from my coma of staying up twenty four hours, I had an email or an email. It was an in game message, basically an email, months old. With 50 gold in it, and the du- and a dude gave me like this novel of a post about how the 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 charity that we were donating to, uh, his kid frequented, and he was super fucking happy that we raised all that money that I stayed the 24 hours for the extra money essentially, and it was like holy shit, I got I'm getting chills just like thinking about it, like the fact that like this guy was appreciative of me essentially doing what I already do, you know, nothing nothing different. It's just like damn, like it it still hits me and is like fuck. Like I didn't do anything in, in, you know, under my own uh, perception, but like everyone else was like, nah, you you fucking, yeah, 
which just sucks that we weren't able to do it this year or, or last year or probably not this year either, right? We did it two years in a row, I think. In the second year, some other guys were like, we're going to fucking stay 24 with you. And I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do it, you guys. It's just, ah, I miss it. It was so, it's so good. It's such a great uh, level of camaraderie. That, that came out of all that too that's why i've been really enjoying my time with the two raft guys because it gives me the krita vibes it's like this huge organized group and they do shit like this but it's planet side instead of goers too and if we were to apply your your story to, to planet side it, for anyone that knows planet side what, what victim experienced in goers 2 would basically be the equivalent of on an alt account rel or andy sites joins your squad and does fun shit with you how cool would that be? The freaking people in charge yeah. of the game, experiencing the game with you, like, you know, shoulder to shoulder comrades, you don't even know till later. Fucking awesome. Obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> the Guild Wars story did happen, but, you know, pretty sure Rel still plays his own game. Yeah, I might run with you, Ralph, a bit more. Uh, what, one thing you don't know, Dylan, after you got off last night, I was about to get off and I noticed Simple was still on the channel. I'm like, how long are you staying on? He's like, ah, maybe 30 more minutes. So I log in and we fucking play four more hours with the guys. Oh, dude, how'd that go? <laughs> It, it was fun. Uh, they're pretty chill, easy to talk to you guys. Yeah. If there's one thing that Krita and them do not share is that it was very difficult to get people in Krita to kind of like know who I was because when you speak up, you're just the call out dude. It's all business with Krita because Zerg's wipe in Guild Wars so fast, whereas in Planet Side, it's like yeah. it's a cycle of death and repeat. Like you, you will die and you will be revived and you will push. Like it's it's a different dynamic. There was plenty of time for, like, Rabble. And don't get me wrong, Krita had plenty of time, too. It's just, like, there was a lot of times where we didn't want to get our shit pushed in because it meant people were going to lock off and mm -hmm. we're going to lose, you know, randoms. So, you know, you took it with a little bit of seriousness. They were definitely less serious than other guilds, but mm -hmm. uh, than most guilds, really. But, like, yeah, you know, 2 Raf was, was pretty great. It was pretty easy to just, like, like, oh, yeah, there's two mag riders over there. One's under the ridge, one's blah, blah, blah. And then, like, then like, say a poop joke or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> It's just like, it's just like we, they're pretty, pretty chill dudes. Last night when we were killing them on our NC characters, I felt really bad every time I killed Immersive. Immersive, he's the one that joined our Discord after the fact, because uh, he has a, an NC main that is homeless at the moment. And uh, we just haven't synced up to add him in. But uh, I felt bad every time I killed him because like on TR to separate the roles, because unlike you, I don't have everything unlocked on my NC character. I'm level like 60, right? Because I had to create a new account so many times for like the first time was because inbox.com shut down and my mailbox vanished and I couldn't get it back. And the second time it was because the Sony daybreak mergers and my account was lost, like nothing but bullshit. I couldn't get my old accounts back. So after the last hiatus, when the DX 11 update came out, I created a new account and now it's level 60. So I've lost some years of on and off play. I've only really invested in a couple classes and a couple vehicles on my NC character, but I've invested highly in them. So for TR to like keep it separate, I, I invested in different shit, right? So like I don't play medic on TR. I don't play heavy assault on TR. I play engineer exclusively and I, whenever possible, pull a harasser and immersive. He he's like you on TR. So he has like everything he ever wants. And he, he likes running around in the max suit because the TR maxes are fucking stupid. And I would cart, I would cart him around on my harasser and I would do like initial D crazy jumps and drifting. And it was, it was like fun as fuck. And he would always jump in my, my harasser and we'd always go to the next uh, objective on the, on the lattice line. It's a lot of fun playing with them. They, they have uh, regularly scheduled ops and stuff just like Krita would do. Same idea. Optional. They play all day every way anyway. And you just, if you don't want that organized stuff, you can always just wait till it's over and show up for the, the, the heavily populated aftermath, which is basically what you did last night, but with a little bit more people. Yeah. I only ever have time for that because it's an East Coast server. I live on the West Coast. 
So their ops are just too early for me because they are East Coast timed. <laughs> but anyway, enough about Planet Side. Congratulations to 2RAF, uh, which, by the way, that stands for Second Republic Assault Force because TR, whatever. Congrats to them for doing the Extra Life charity. That was super fucking cool. And it feels good to do good things for people like like Victim. Like you're just getting the shakes thinking about all that Guild Wars shit you used to do. That was cool shit. It, it is something that you don't think about. And then when the positivity comes out of it, you're like, damn, I just it, it just feels good. It feels good. That's the mm. only way I can explain it. So what else feels good? I want to get to this last item on our agenda here. I know we've been going for a bit, but I, I, I got to bring it up. I finally installed Genshin Impact on my PC. I played on mobile. I was like two hours into mobile, which isn't very much. And then I played for like two hours on my PC. And I think I've played one hour on mobile after that because I had to go. And it made a lot more sense after messing around on PC. I'm like, oh, that's how these mechanics work. And because learning it on the phone is hard. Yeah, I, I can I can just just picturing it in my head. It's like, ah, some of this doesn't feel like it should work on the phone. Although <laughs> I feel like I've been set up for success by having tried it on PC and then going back to phone. So and it just it fucking blows my mind that I can play a game on my PC and then log into the same game on my phone and play the same game and then go back to my PC. Kojima saw this coming. He called it transferring when he released the Metal Gear Solid um, HD collection. You have your PS Vita or actually, no, it was the PSP version. Actually, you have the PSP version of Peace Walker, which originally came out for the PSP. And then you have the PS3 Metal Gear HD collection, which included a 60 frame per second version of Peace Walker. And you could connect a cable to your PSP and your PS3, and you could transfer the data back and forth. So you basically, you have, you download the latest copy of your data from the console on your PSP before you go to bed, you walk up, you, you wake up, you go on the train, you're on your way to work, you have the latest on your handheld, you play in your downtime, your free time, whatever. And then when you go home, you sync it all up and then you play on the console version. Like Kojima predicted this future. He called it transferring. It's a stupid fucking name. But once again, Kojima was right. This is a lifestyle and it works for me. I'm way too fucking busy to sit in front of my computer long enough to even get far enough in a game like this to matter. <laughs> yeah i'm bought in i'm ready to, i'm ready to spend some money i haven't spent any money on it yet but i, I want to like get further because like i wasn't sure how many of these characters i was being introduced to were going to be in the party but now i've got like the four that they give you i don't know if they give you more uh so i'm not sure how it's going to work there is an event character that i think is going away uh, tomorrow something like that and i don't know if they're still giving out the free barbara but they are probably going to give away another set of free characters isn't barbara like the, the idol girl she is i mean they call her that it's not really i already she got She's her the... with the free pulls oh, you... oh i've okay. already got her and the other one i got is uh i forget her name but she's like a, a she's got a broadsword and she's really short oh noelle yeah noelle i have noelle and i have barbara those are the two non-free ones that i've gotten by luck yeah i think Ling is one you can get for free at uh, like adventure rank 20 i think I might be wrong on that. Mm -hmm. I, I I know that they they're limited time, but there's insider things that people have been hinting at for a long time. With I can't find any evidence, so it tells me that it might be like an influencer known thing that we'll probably see soon, at least within the next month. Where I think they're planning on releasing another set of free characters. So Ooh. if you if you missed out on the first wave of them, you, the, there's more to come probably. That's fucking awesome. So it's been some time. I think this game is like a month old at this point. You're still playing it a lot. Like you had two secret streams. You streamed Saturday, yesterday and today. How's it going? Still addicted? Yeah. 
Yes. First <laughs> off, let me let me point out my my honeymoon phase has was worn off. So while yes, there is still a room for me to be like addicted and enjoy the game. You know, I, I can criticize it a bit. Uh, before I probably couldn't. Uh, you know, I mean, I would have tried my best because I, I don't like being uh, enthralled by anything. But you know, shit happens. But there's a, there's a big thing right now, and pretty much everyone, including like you know players and content creators and so on and so forth people uh are complaining and giving this game a ton of shit for essentially having the the content wall hit you so hard that it makes you want to quit the game for good and i think that that's a, a grave hyperbole it's just it's not it's not true and i hate it I, I hate that i see it literally everywhere i go you look up anything about this game it's all you're gonna fucking see lately and i i just want to say it's not true it's literally the opposite of the truth so the energy system in the game, people fucking hate it. What is the energy? I haven't bumped it. I haven't encountered it yet. I'm five hours in. So it's called Original Resin, and you need to use it to get upgrade materials for kind of for artifacts. Realistically, you're just trying to get new artifacts, but you use artifacts to upgrade artifacts. So it kind of works out that way. But then like Ascendance materials, talent materials, and uh, some crafting materials. Very, very few, but like it's gated behind it. And, you know, energy systems suck. If I, if you know, if I were to be like, hey, victim, do you want this in, in the game? And I was allowed to say no. Yeah, fuck yeah. No, I'd get rid of it. But like, it's there. And a lot of these mobile games have their reasons for, for adding them, whether that's to make more money or to comply with laws in their local countries. You know, I think Korea, actually, there is a law about mobile games where you need to have an energy system in place to bar players from playing too much. Uh, I might be wrong on that. I don't live in Korea. So, I mean, I'm willing to tell, take an L there if that's not true. But I've heard that that's true at the very least. But yeah, no. So people people are complaining, like Doom saying, super hard about the game. People that genuinely like the game too are just like Doom saying. It's like, but the issue that I'm having with all of that is I've probably dumped around 100 to 120 wow. hours. Maybe like at least 80 to 90 hours. I've dumped a stupid amount of time into this game. And I'm still not done. I, I still can look at the map and it's like, yeah, I definitely haven't been here yet. Uh, I can definitely look at my quest log and be like, yeah, I haven't done that quest yet. There's still story quests that I haven't completed yet. I know. I, I, I tuned into your stream yesterday before we played Planet Side with the boys, which in hindsight, I guess you could have you could have hosted the two RAF charity stream. What, what, that's besides the point. I didn't even think about it because I didn't. I don't think I even knew about it until I, I think I told you about it after we got on. Like, I know they're on. They're doing this thing. But like, I was intimidated by your stream because I, I know you're far. I know you've put a lot of time in. You open your map and there's black spots on it. There's parts of the map you haven't uncovered. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This game's huge. <laughs> so, any final thoughts um, for your, your updated Genshin experience? So, while I don't like the resin system, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a problem. As long as you're, you know, mindful of it and you know that you gotta, you know, spend it to do certain things and you're, like, not, like, neglecting it, like, 100%, you're probably going to be fine. Realistically, you, you could probably beat this game at level one. Like, the game is... Not to a point where you can't just, you know, fight things at a uh, increased difficulty and be fine. The game over levels you for everything. So realistically, as long as you, you, know, you don't have to be up to date to play the game, but it's something to be wary of. It's not going to ruin the game. It's not going to kill the game. There's a, a huge fucking content patch coming on November 11th. Or at least it, it, it's supposed to be coming November 11th. And yeah, I would say if 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 a listener is already beating the game and hit the content wall, the fact that you only need to play 20 minutes a day to do all your shit should be a godsend considering you've literally beaten the game as it is at the moment. Go fucking play Planetside 2 or I don't know, <laughs> some other game. Just, like, go, go have fun somewhere else. Like, 
it's like playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 to the end and then being like, well, fuck, there's no more game. It's like, well, yeah, you beat the fucking game. Like, that's how that works. Yeah, that it's is not a, a short thing. game. <laughs> 120 hours in and I'm still not done. And then yet there's people complaining about there not being enough to do blows my mind. And it makes me think they're just lying. Gotcha. This resin thing, the way you've described it, kind of reminds me of the quartz crystal thing in Guild Wars 2. It's like, yeah, you need to do this to do to get a lot of stuff that you need, but it's like, ah, I, I ignored it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's a, it's less ignorable because it's the only way to get certain materials, but it's not, you're not beholden to it by so much that you, that I would argue that you, like, I think that once you spend it, it takes like 15, 16 hours for it to fully come back. You have plenty of time. So, like, you just go dump it in, like, less than 20 minutes, really. Yeah. It's Honestly, I've, I've dumped it in, like, five minutes. And the game literally tells you what you can use, what you can do to, to use it and what what each thing gives you. And you can click on everything, and it tells you what everything is. It's like, there's so much information to just play the game, and it'll give it to you kind of deal. So That's just wild. Also, I heard that it's only been a month, but I, I think the, the revenue that they've seen off the game is in the, in the order of millions, and it's many millions... Oh, yes, 100 million a first week. Damn, that's crazy. But, you know, they I think they kind of fucked up there, though, because uh, they they kind of fucked up with the monetization in that they put the best character, Lisa, as one of the free ones. And I think they could have got double their money if you had to buy her. Welcome to the Melomancy Podcast outro. I'm Dylan. This is Victim. So, hey, Victim, do you want to hear like a, a my Sarge impression? Uh, do I have a choice? No. So, what I want you to do is I want you to just earnestly and in your own way deliver the outro and do not let me interrupt you. Do not stop talking. Deliver the outro. You can find our socials. I don't know how we do it. How do we do it with him in here normally? I don't know. <laughs> 75 more episodes till episode 100 Woo!